We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to RotoWire's Monday NBA DFS podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle, and joining alongside me, as always, is Ben Miller. Ben, I beat you last week in our first NBA podcast of the year, Wednesday. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Like that was that was a case where everybody's lineups are going off. That's kind of what you were saying too, right? Yeah, that was one of the craziest slates I've probably seen in a long time. We saw that there was so much value. You know, it was like one of the first few games of the season. So there's there's guys that were sitting at almost minimum price. Um, and I think that definitely inflated the scores. I think one of the top scores was in the 400s, um, which is absurd. It's incredible. I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, it was like barely, the, barely cashing with like 350 was insane. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. We had talked about last week that there was so much value. There's a lot of guys that are injured that we knew that were going to play a lot. Like Dennis Smith again under 4,000. We saw Jalen Brown kind of thing, especially with uh, Gordon Hayward's injury. We discussed that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. As to how that would work. I mean, now I feel like it's flattened out a little bit. There isn't as many value. I know there's one big play. And, uh, I mean, we both have them in our lineup already. We're going to be talking about that. I anticipate for a lot of the podcast here. But there, there isn't as much, I would say, value from these guys, at least now as we're recording this at 1030 uh, or almost 11 o'clock Central Time. Yeah, going from last week to this week, it, it, it was a lot, a lot harder to figure out, you know, who, who I felt was at, a, at, you know, such a low price that I could consider it, you know, a, a value play. Um, but, yeah, last week was crazy. I think... Um, there's definitely a few guys still this week that we're going to talk about that uh, that I think can you know help get get some of those higher priced guys in your lineups. Well, let's get right into it. We'll discuss the perfect lineup from last night um, Sunday. I don't know how many games were there. It doesn't look like there was that many. I think there's only three of them. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's something that we've learned from. And and honestly, we discussed last last year that the podcast that we were doing and we were thinking, okay, these smaller slates, what are we looking for? Oftentimes we're targeting guys like that one piece, that one player that we want, and then we can surround it around with six thousand priced guys. That's exactly what we saw on Sunday. We had Jeff Teague uh, going against the Thunder at 6,400 price tag. Then Drew Holiday going against the Lakers, 6,700 price tag too. Andrew Wiggins for the shooting guard going against Thunder, 6,300. Jordan Clarkson was the 4,200 guy. Normally there's some guys around 3,000, 4,000 that 
plug and play and end up being pretty good. Alan Crabtree is another guy from a small four against the Hawks at 4,500. Then we saw the two higher price guys, Paul George, obviously going against the Timberwolves at 8,400 and Anthony Davis, who has been my season long fantasy pick. He ended up being pretty good, at least for these first three games. Yeah, definitely. Obviously he'll get hurt and then my season's (laughs) done. But for right now, Anthony Davis, a fantastic play. 11,500, especially in a small slate. To me, that seemed like an obvious play. Worked out great going against the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, uh, another one of those lower-priced guys against the Pelicans, 4,800. And then Steven Enns rounded out the perfect lineup from Sunday uh, against the Timberwolves with 6,400 for his price tag. So a lot of guys in the 6,000, 5,000 range, then higher-priced 11,000 for one guy. We found that out last year. That was a lot of what happened on these smaller slates. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's definitely something we figured out there. There wasn't too many surprises, like we said. Once we have all those six thousand, you know, salaries, those are guys we know. They're guys that have you know a pretty high floor, um, and, and yeah, that that doesn't surprise me too much. Is, is who we had there. I do. I mean, you have to look towards Kyle Kuzma though. Um, you know, he's a rookie, drafted the twenty seventh overall pick by the Lakers. You know, he wasn't a lottery pick or anything like that. Um, but he's just played so well from, you know, summer league, preseason, now regular season, um, super consistent for the Lakers off the bench. Um, so I, that doesn't surprise me that he even, you know, being the, the cheapest guy in there. I don't at 4, even, I don't know enough about him. Um, like, do you have, do you know what his skill set is? I'm surprised that we're seeing a guy like a power forward in there when they have so many different options, including Brooke Lopez, who they added this year and who's kind of been, yeah. to me, a, a big part of that offense too. So what what is it that Kuzma is? I mean, he's just been scoring. Like, he, he's been a scorer out there and it, it's huge for the Lakers bench. You know, I think they've messed up with, or messed with their lineup as well with like bringing Julius Randle off the bench. Yeah. And um, they keep doing things like that, that to, to boost their bench. Year. Yeah. So Kuzma's pro- like one of those guys that's providing that big scoring. You they know. have so many young guys that I think the Lakers, I mean, definitely the Lakers have a lot of talent and I'm kind of, I like to pick on the Lakers a lot. Uh, one of my best friends, especially an NBA guy, huge Lakers fan. So it's always been easy enough to pick on them, especially the last couple of years. Um, but they have a lot of talent and a lot of talent everywhere. Like every position feels like they have a young guy that could yeah. end up doing really well. So it's just like, well, I don't know which one name this is, is uh, like Kuzma. Okay. All right, cool. 27th <laughs> overall pick. Yeah, of course he does. And I'm thinking like, uh, I think his name was Black last year, uh, or last name was Black. Um, Probably like Tariq Black or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and he ended up being a DFS asset yeah. towards the end of the year too. And, it just, and that was a, a center that He's, was like... Ivica Zubak too. Yes, he yes, was, yes. I mean, that's, I mean, we're just throwing names out for the Lakers, but they ended right. up doing well. I, Anyway, we'll, we'll move on past that perfect lineup again. Um, ran through a bunch of those guys, Anthony Davis being the highest-priced one over them all at 11500 Monday, we are at, have an eight-game slate. This is an interesting one. I think there's a variety of different ways you can go with your lineup. We're going to touch on a few of them. Um, I feel, I mean, there's five guys, four guys over 10000 priced, and then there's a lot of... I'm not going to say question marks, but you can do a lot of different moving around with your lineup, especially yeah, in FanDuel. Yeah. Um, we'll break down the injuries here like we always do. 76ers-Pistons matchup is the first one, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Rashawn Holmes, again, going to be out for at least another week with that wrist injury, opening up some more minutes for Jaleel Okafor, opening up minutes for Joel Embiid, uh, who, despite the fact that we thought we was going to get 16 18 minutes to start um, on Wednesday when we talked on the podcast, immediately got 25-plus. Right, yeah, full workload. <sighs> I he definitely didn't play, did, no, he didn't, didn't see that Saturday. coming. He didn't play Saturday, right. so we know that we're probably going to get whatever the full workload is of Embiid this week. Um, yeah, not cleared for back-to-back yet. Back-to-backs yet. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, they held him out for that game, um, which isn't overly surprising, but 
Um, but yeah, it is great I, for fantasy wise at I least that he's scared. getting a full like, workload. I, get, I know that they're supposed to be pulling up, but yet we've now seen two straight games where he's played twenty five plus minutes, and an Embiid that plays twenty five minutes, even at an eight thousand price tag, is definitely one that you want to look at. But yeah. then he has a matchup against, uh, I mean, the Pistons, who Andre Drummond actually is not too bad of a a counterpoint defensive positioning wise. If you look at that on on Rotowire, um, they do okay. They're about middle of the pack. Again, only three games in. I have a really tough time trusting those metrics just yet but um if Embiid is playing 30 minutes he's only around 8,000 price tag I like him I just am always concerned that he might not yeah the, the uncertainty is definitely always terrifying um but I think we talked about last week even when he had, does have limited minutes right. though he still puts up big numbers um so that kind of you know helps ease the concerns a little bit there for me um but yeah if he's seen full full workloads like that that guy's dominant so that's a, that's an easy 2010 type of type of day for that and he always you know throws in a few blocks as well so exactly and the counter counter uh, part of that matchup again the Pistons Reggie Bullock is going to be out from his suspension Dwight Bikes uh the game time decision really not a relevant fantasy guy anyway but uh not too many injuries there moving over to the 7:30 Eastern time match between the Hawks and the Heat, biggest injury I think of this uh, of the slate. Dennis Schroeder, um, game time decision with an ankle injury, he had to be carried off the floor Sunday. Again, this is a back to back. I don't anticipate Schroeder playing. I think that that's kind of what we're seeing the reports come out right now. So that's a big injury given to like a seven thousand price point guard that's off. And uh, who, who are we seeing that's going to come into play here? There's a couple different names. The, the thing for the Hawks, we talked about this last week as well, mm-hmm. that they lost three of their top four scores, um, and Schroeder being the guy that's now their number one option. Exactly. So as soon as he leaves, that's that's going to be you know touches everywhere. Not even just at the point guard position. Whether that's uh, you know Torian Prince, we talked about. Um, Deadman's going to get more looks, but like for for the point guard position specifically, um, I do like Malcolm Delaney. Um, I think he he's done really well. I mean, not really well. He's played like you know limited minutes off the bench, but he's put up you know upper teens for um, for fantasy points. So I think if he gets a full workload, which it seems like he'll be the the likely starter there, I think that's that's a guy who's at an almost minimum price. Um, who I think you can quick plug and play, especially in tournament oh, tournament I, settings. I think that this is going to end up being one of those. As long as Schroeder is out, and again we're expecting that to yeah, the, yeah. to be the case as we're recording at eleven o'clock here. I think that uh, Delaney is going to be. Uh, 60, 70% owner rate. He's $3,100 on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. $3,100. Again, the point guard spot, pretty, there's a lot of depth there. There's a, a John Wall, obviously the highest priced guy, one of the four or five, 10,000 plus guys out there. But I think that this is going to be a 60, 70% owner rate um, on, on double up kind of things. I think tournament wise, um, it almost might be a pivot play to not use him and to use other <laughs> point guards because he really has only he hasn't scored over twenty Fanduel points yet. He's played twenty plus minutes in two consecutive games. I, I think that that's going to end up being. We're asking him to get uh, fifteen points to get ten or five times the value, which is what you're looking for yeah. um, in these situations. I think that's that's well within range, especially because they've missed so many options out there at the Hawks. I think Delaney's. That's going to be a very, very, very interesting name to watch as we go through with this. Yeah, and it's it's always tough to find you know minimum price guys. So the second you can you get a guy like that, especially in tournaments, like I said before, that's 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 huge. And, and I mean, on the other side of this, talking about the Heat again with the Hawks Heat matchup, Hassan Whiteside, highest price center on the slate. He's a game time decision with the with a knee bruise. He missed Saturday's game. This could open up the door for a lot of different rebounds. Even if Whiteside doesn't play, let's look at the opposite side, like a Dwayne Dedman, who you mentioned. He's like forty six. 
600 or something around right, there. Yeah. I think that's kind of an intriguing name in tournaments just because if you want to go completely on the other side, you can use guys like Giannis or James Harden, who we'll get to, are two of the higher price guys, because you can get them deadman in there. Right. I think that that's interesting, especially if Whiteside out. Do we know any information, though, if Whiteside's expected to play or not play? Um, I think, I don't, I don't think we have much on that quite yet. Um, I mean, he's one of their, their top guys. It's one to monitor at least. Right, right. right. Definitely monitor that. And I think you're, you're right, especially for, you know, Deadman's sake, you know, going up against, you you drop off from, um, Whiteside to, you know, Kelly Olenek or or Jordan Mickey or something like that. That's a a huge downgrade, um, in some, you know, a matchup wise for, for a guy for Deadman on the other side. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something to monitor. Um, not even just that, but you know, for, for a guy like Goran Dragic, for the Heat, you lose, um, you know, your second, your best pick and pop right, guy. I mean, right, not exactly. really pick and pop, but yeah, that's that's a huge part of their offense is running through Whiteside, both through the pick and roll, uh, the rebounding thing. I think that's that's a big deal. I'm not anticipating a lot of points either way, but a guy like Delaney, a guy like Dwayne Debbin, those are two guys, just both in this matchup here, that could have huge ramifications if their counterparts, their starters, are actually out. That yeah, game. definitely. Uh, moving over to the Grizzlies-Rockets, 8 o'clock Eastern time game. That's an early start for both the Rockets and Grizzlies. Um, we have a few injuries to Jermichael Green, kind of the starting small forward for the Grizzlies, will be out another three weeks. We're seeing Jarrell Martin in his place. Uh, and there's there's a couple different options there. Wayne Selman's going to be out with a quad injury. Ben McLemore out at least again till November. Chris Paul, that was one name that we mentioned Wednesday when we were doing our very first DFS podcast, like, oh, how is he fitting in with James Harden? Well, don't have to really worry about that. He's going to be out for another month with uh, a knee injury and could be more uh, time out. I think that's Eric Gordon as a shooting guard option around 6000 That's not a bad price tag with Chris Paul out. Yeah, Gordon's been extremely good. He's he's scoring a ton. You always, you always worry, worry with Gordon you know, with his cross-category production because he doesn't do much else yeah. other than score. Um, but yeah, he, he's going to get you know full full 30 minutes starter workload there. Um, so that's good. You know, as soon as Gordon comes off the bench, you know, PJ Tucker is going to be a guy that gets even more minutes with the second unit. Um, and he's gonna have to lead that. So that's, that's an interesting play as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. As soon as you know, Paul's out that I do like you know, a guy like Gordon, if you're, if you're trying to keep and a, if it a wasn't, decent price. If it wasn't the Grizzlies, I think James Harden would be a fantastic matchup, but Grizzlies slow it down pace. They're going to try to take that away. James Harden's going to get his. It's whether he can get five times the value of his 11,000 plus price tag. And I'm not quite sure that happens in a Grizzly matchup. So normally a guy like James Harden, almost an automatic most weeks, have really big question marks. Going over to the next one, I mean, Giannis, 12,200 price tag at the power forward spot. We discussed him um, ad nauseum Wednesday. That's another question mark because of that price tag. That's the next matchup that we have to discuss here. I mean, that's a another 8 o'clock Eastern time game. Hornets have Cody, Cody Zeller out. Michael Kidd-Gilker still out with that personal issue. We don't know. Dwayne Bacon, probably one of my favorite names in DFS. <laughs> He'll be starting in his place. He's a guy to monitor if you want to take a gamble at a, a mid-5,000 price small forward. And then Nicholas Batum also out. We thought Jeremy Lamb uh, was going to be able to reap the benefits of that. That was the case, at least on Wednesday when we discussed it. Right. And then Jabari Parker, we know, is going to be out for the Bucks side. But again, let's going to Giannis here, and we're going to discuss a little bit more. Do you think that he benefits with all those power forward guys out there uh, or small forward guys, or is it a situation where his price tag is so high that you have to look elsewhere? I think you can definitely go both ways. I think Giannis, it's a, it's a great matchup for him. I think he's going to you know easily be able to you know put up huge, uh, huge numbers there. Um, I do think like you, you mentioned there's other plays you could do here i mean if you play Giannis, it's gonna be tough to get another ten thousand type of right. guy in there um so you're sacrificing another another guy like that so it, it, it's a give and take i i personally i like Giannis. i think that's a play you can do but um 
you got to consider other guys like John Wall and and those other top guys in, instead. If you know it's a two thousand you know salary break there as soon as you drop down, um, so that's that's huge savings if you if you're trying to you know upgrade your roster elsewhere. Obviously, Giannis is having a MVP caliber start to the season. He's averaging I think thirty eight points. Uh, per game, 44 was his last one against the Trailblazers. He's scored at least 60 FanDuel points in every game he's played thus far. I will go on record. I don't know if this is that crazy to say. I don't think he hits 60 fan, uh, FanDuel points this go around. I just don't. That's a high price tag. I know it's a better matchup, but uh, he is the heart and soul of that Bucks team. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be able to hit the FanDuel points there. Again, five times the value is what you're looking for. That's going to be closer to 70 FanDuel points with his high price tag. I talked on Wednesday about how the power forward spot is is pretty bleak, and I think that's going to be the case most weeks. I don't think that's the case this Monday, and we'll get to that a little bit. So uh, one that we'll kind of give different lineup options for as we progress. Interesting game here, Warriors-Mavs. We have two different opinions on this. It's going to be an 8.30 Eastern time matchup. Warriors 1-2 and two to start the season. Uh, really Omar Caspi, only injury to worry about. He's going to be probable. On the Mavs side, Seth Curry, one of the point guards that we like quite a bit, uh, out with a leg injury. Dennis Smith, who I was on uh, and did pretty well until he got injured on Wednesday. Game time decision with the knee. Uh, Yogi Ferrell, J.J. Barea, two guys that could step in. Barea being the one that's really been a fantasy-relevant guy so far, uh, especially DFS. And then uh, Devin Harris, not really a huge DFS guy. Game time decision with personal stuff going on. I I like this as a DFS option in particular. You are not necessarily on that train that I am. Yeah, it's it's super tough. Like the the blowout potential here is is crazy. Like the Mavs are not good. They're going to no. be without <laughs> no, no, they're not without Curry and um, Farrell or not Farrell um, Smith Smith Dennis Smith. You know that's that's just another hit there. I think this game's going to get out of hand and it's going to get out of hand really quick. So I, I definitely worry about starters, you know, whether that's Durant, Draymond, Steph, Clay, all those guys getting rest real early in the second half. I mean, you know they can put up big numbers quickly. Um, that's that's nice. But as soon as you start paying up for a guy like Durant, you've got to make sure you you get that, you know, big time um, production in terms of FanDuel points. So that scares me as, as soon as, you know, there's that rest potential. Um, that that's that definitely scares me off there a little bit. They they're not coming off a back to back. They've had a little bit of time to play. Durant's at ten thousand two hundred, Curry at nine thousand two hundred, uh, and then we have Draymond Green at seven thousand seven hundred. So those are your big three guys that you're looking at price wise. I think there's a couple of different directions this Warrior Mavs game can go. I think obviously there definitely is a chance for the blow up, but again they're one and two to start the season. I think that there is a rhythm thing that they need to go through yet. And against a bad team like the Mavs, this might be a perfect time just to go balls to the wall, so to speak, and really get your roster kind of churning. We know how good the Warriors can be. One and two is not representative at all of what they are. I think this is a great chance for them to just unload and run through stuff. Even And we discussed this last year a couple of times. Even the Warriors' three quarters are a pretty good DFS right, value. Right, yeah. um, and I even if they don't blow them out, like, okay, we're talking about them doing the blowout stuff here. I get it. They haven't looked that great this season. The Mavs could put up some competition. Warriors take them lighter than they probably should. This ends up going all four quarters. Then you have a guy like Durant at 10,200 again. That's not too hard to envision a 50-point game from him FanDuel-wise, and that's what we're looking at, five times value. I I like this as quite a bit, and I think it's uh, I think it's one that a lot of people shouldn't be as wary about as they are. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If they're priced right, I'd still I still will consider it. Like I I may or may not have a Golden State guy in my lineup, <laughs> d- despite yeah, despite <laughs> you know talking it down. Um, but as soon as as soon as we start getting those top top guys, like you know in the in the 
five figures, 10,000, mm-hmm. 10,000 up, then I start getting a little worried that they're not going to be able to, you know, provide value uh, yeah, at that price. Raptor Spurs, 8.30 Eastern time tip-off. Um, r- truthfully, there's there's a couple of injuries to note here, but I don't know if it's going to be really that big of a deal. Jonas Valanciunas is going to be out likely with an ankle injury. Um, there's a couple of guys that probably could benefit, but we're going to likely see Ibaka more at the center spot because of that. DeMar DeRozan, probably a bigger deal because there aren't that many guys besides James Harden on the shooting guard slate. Um, he's a game-time decision with an illness. I think he I mean, he played 30 point, or he scored 30 points on Saturday when he was sick. And I think that was more, uh, prime time for his injury, I guess, or I'm sorry, his illness. Right. I, I, he seemed to be more affected by it then. So yeah. I anticipate two days rest. He's probably gonna be a little better. I think he's going to play. And then we have Tony Parker, who's out. Dehante Murray is really the one that's been stepping up because of that injury. We thought maybe Patty Mills would too, but it's been Murray for the most part. And then Kawhi Leonard's still going to be out with that quad injury. That means that's Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gay, uh, optimizer, spoiler again, likes Rudy Gay a little bit more. Um, a couple of the Rotowire writers for our DFS sections like Rudy Gay. I'm not sure I'm touching Anderson or Rudy Gay, but I do like Dehante Murray if you're going to be going for a mid-price point guard option with Tony Parker out. Yeah, I could see I could see a point being made for Murray. Um, Anderson scares me. I, I agree. Yeah. He, he's just it just doesn't seem like he's, like he's got the upside that you want when you're you know trying to get at the middle mid mid tier type of guy. Exactly. Um, Rudy Gay, I could still be fine with it. I think that's that's someone I would consider for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't love it. Um, and then Murray, yeah, Patty Mills just hasn't been doing anything. It's been it's been the Murray show, so I think that's definitely you know a guy you can consider. Rudy Gay to me is a perfect candidate for the hold your nose and play him kind of thing. Like, <laughs> he's going to get his minutes. You know he can score. We haven't quite seen it yet, and I think that Spurs offense is still trying to figure out what their identity is. Um, but to me, he feels like a hold your nose play at a fifty five hundred guy if you need a small forward at the price. The Wizards Nuggets nine o'clock Eastern time tip off. Uh, you know, Markeith Morris is going to be out again for a while with the abdomen injury. Jason Smith not a huge fancy guy anyway. Game time decision with the shoulder. No injuries in the front of Denver. I think this is the biggest uh, potential for high scoring. Um, obviously, Vegas also agrees with that. That's the highest scoring one for their over under as well. I know you like to look at that quite a bit. Is this the matchup to target for DFS fantasy today? I think it's pretty spread out tonight, but I do I do think this is this game's gonna ha- have a lot of guys that that's worth um, you know keeping an eye on whether that's Jokic, uh, Millsap, you know John Wall. We already mentioned he's he's one of the higher priced guys that we, we I think we both yes. thought you know could be a good play tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I think you, you mentioned the big thing there that it's it's one of the higher um, in Vegas terms of you know over under. Um, as soon as you, the, the more points there is, the more stats there is. So that that just means more you know fantasy points. Um, and, yeah, and so not, that's always something to consider for sure. And not to skirt by your point, but the Kings Suns ten o'clock Eastern time—that's the last game in the eight-game slate. Um, I also think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Vegas isn't as on. I think there's actually two more games that they anticipate higher scoring. That's probably in part because the Suns have been so bad this season. But after right. they yeah. they yeah. fire their coach, uh, I think that there's going to be you know a kick in the pants, uh, fire to the pants, whatever you want to call it here. <laughs> I, I think the Suns are going to play a little bit better. I think the Kings. Uh, this is to me has all the makings of a ugly game where both teams score 100, 110 points and you're seeing guys two or three that are in double figures on both sides that I, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game too. Um, so Wizards, Nuggets, Kings, Suns, definitely games I want to target. Just injury note-wise, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, boy, I definitely messed that up. <laughs> Bogdanovich? Yeah, all right. You know what? It's, it's Monday. And I need more coffee yet. Thought I had enough. Definitely need more. He's probable with an ankle injury, but we won't really know where he's going to fit in with that. And then Jared Dudley, one of the veterans on that Suns team that's kind of struggling so far, Game time decision with the toe, uh, not a huge DFS guy. So 
Uh, we normally don't like to do questions here. I kind of give you some stuff to just get your brain going a little bit, Ben. Uh, I want to steer we, steer away. Man, there's, there's a lot of typos, it feels like, in my talking today. <laughs> I want to steer away from some of the obvious things so that some of these questions are going to be gearing towards. So first one, you can pay for 2,000 or two 10,000 price guys, but neither of them can be Giannis Antetokounmpo. So would you rather have Giannis and then no 10,000 price guys or two 10,000 price guys but they cannot be Giannis. I think I'm going to have to go Giannis. I think I'd rather go Giannis, avoid, and then and then avoid the other ten thousand guys. Um, I like John Wall's matchup against the Magic, and I think he should be a good play tonight. Um, and I, I, I don't I don't think I don't think he's going to have a problem handling Jamal Murray, Murray who is you know going right. to be guarding him. Um, but I'm just like we mentioned with Harden. I'm not overly excited about that matchup with the Grizzlies. And then I said the blowout factor, you know, kind of steers me away from Kevin Durant there. Um, so that that's kind of our 10,000 guys. So I just feel more comfortable using Giannis and then getting, you know, a couple guys in the 7,000 range, 8,000 that I, that I feel are, you know, pretty safe as well. I'm going to go the opposite. And honestly, my lineup's going to reflect this too. I think that Giannis at 12,200, you know, he's going to do well. I don't care. He's matchup proof, obviously. But there's there's a lot of question marks. You're asking him to get a lot of fan, Fanduel points in order for him to retain that value that you're looking for. And I'm also worried about James Harden at eleven thousand three hundred against that Grizzlies. Yeah, I think he can probably get sixty Fanduel points, but that's that's not one I'll probably gamble on. You know, I, I'm not right, going to be right. anticipating that he does that. So we're looking at only two other guys at ten thousand: John Wall, Kevin Durant. I do think that they can get uh, fifty points. John Wall at 10,300, Kevin Durant at 10,200. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all, especially given their matchups. So I feel confident putting those in there instead of using Giannis. I'll also say, and you're not going to be able to do this with the power forwards plus John Wall and Durant, but there actually is a lot of depth at that power forward spot, in my opinion. At least the 8,000 guys, I feel pretty confident using both of them instead of using Giannis, and that was a discussion that we had last podcast. I think the power forward spot is deeper as a whole, so I, I feel more confident using the 10,000 price guys, not Giannis, um, and just kind of rolling with us what we have there. So Yeah, it just depends on if you feel like you, you feel comfortable with the, you know, the Warriors um, using them in, in Durant, and I, I just yeah. don't. So I think that's that's You're a right. big that, a difference there for what we're... That's that's yeah. a good way to boil it down to, and that, that might be what we see in our lineups too. But yeah, yeah. here's your other thought-provoking question for DFS purposes. So you have to pay up, and paying up means 8,000 or more for either center or point uh, point guard. Which way would you lean? You can only have one of each, though, because I don't want to be like, all right, you have to pay up two for a point guard or you know whatever. Because center, only one center on FanDuel, two yeah. point guards on FanDuel. Right. So only one of each you have to pay up. Which one are you going to do? Yeah, I think this is actually one of the rare times that I'd probably rather pay up at center. You know, usually I find a lot of times I like to drop down at center, yeah. but tonight is one of those slates. You know, there's five centers above 8,000. Um, it's Drummond, Embiid, Jokic, Gasol, Whiteside. Um, and they honestly, all of them seem like solid plays. Yeah. Like I don't hate any one matchup there. Um, there's solid point guards as well, but there just seems to be more depth. Like you mentioned earlier with the point guards, yeah, you know, lower prices. So I think I'm, I'm more comfortable dropping down and paying less for point guards and then paying up at that center spot. You know, if we're looking, you know, comparing the two, I brought this question up because I also agree with you. I, I generally like to pay up for a point guard and we'll find different options at center, but this is a different slate. I think. And I'm cheating a little bit. I'm, I'm looking at guys like Conley and Lowry who are 7,000-ish. Right, yeah. And again, they're not not—they're under 8,000, so I'm sticking to my question here. I like those guys if I were to play a, you know, play with a mid-tier point guard. I think the center spot is pretty good. There's a lot of depth there, like you said. I'm actually not really high on uh, Jokic, and I'm not necessarily high on Embiid, but at the same time, 
there's not a lot of great lower price center options right. yet. Yeah. I mean, the only guy that, again, I'm looking at is Dwayne Dedman under 5,000. That's only if we see Hassan Whiteside out against the Heat. So there's a lot of question marks. I think I'd rather pay up at center. And this is one of the few times that I would agree with that sentiment that you were saying that, you know, I'll take the center over the point yeah, guard. Yeah. Let's move over to the RotoWire Optimizer lineup. Um, you know, we kind of made fun of it a little bit on Wednesday. I think that there's some question marks with this, but we're still anticipating working through a lot of the kinks. There's some projected minutes that aren't happening quite yet um, for some players, and, and we'll get to them. John Wall, Optimizer likes quite a bit. Optimizer liked Wednesday, too, going yeah. against the 76ers at 10,300. That's a pretty darn good matchup. Eric Bledsoe going against the Kings at 7,200. We talked about that as a high-scoring affair that I thought that would work out pretty well. I'm sorry, I had, I had that wrong. John Wall going against the Denver Nuggets. Still like that over the 76ers, too, but right, right, yeah, right. the optimizer yeah, yeah. there. Kent Bazemore at uh, the shooting guard option, 4,800 against the Heat. And then Tyreek Evans going against the Rockets at 4,600. Two lower-priced shooting guards. Rudy Gay, we talked about him a little bit, going against the Raptors at 5,000. Josh Jackson against the Kings at 4,500. That's going to be the, I feel like the eternal optimizer love is Josh Jackson. We need, <laughs> to, we need to see him play a little bit more. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to say toxic stuff going on in the Suns organization yeah. right now. I think Josh Jackson's one of those guys that's going to do well. Not yet, though. Um, Greek Freak Optimizer likes quite a bit. 12,200. It's going against my opinion. Amir Johnson, I thought it was a very interesting selection at 3,100. That's the low tier guy. I bet you that changes if uh, if and one shooter is ruled out. But for now, Johnson's the 3,100 price guy going against the Pistons. And then Andre Drummond, he's actually going against the 76ers, 8,300. I had that wrong with the John Wall stuff. But still, Drummond at 8,300. What is your opinion on the Optimizer lineup? I think it's fine. I, I do. I, I mentioned I liked Giannis and, and trying to they, – they somehow snuck John Wall in there with Giannis, yes, um, which, yes. is, which is questionable. But um, I, I think it's fine. Amir Johnson is obviously the glaring guy that I wouldn't want to take a chance on there. But, I mean, when he's a minimum salary guy, that, I mean, you, you almost never like those guys anyway. Um, and Bede's back. Okafor's in the fold. Johnson's probably not going to get that many right. minutes. Like it, right. it's, I just don't see it. Um, but I mean, if I guess they just needed a super salary break there. Um, otherwise, I think there's some fine spots. Kent Bazemore, we mentioned Schroeder out. He's gonna someone's got to someone's got to score. And exactly, it's, it could be spread around. But Bazemore was, I think, um, behind Schroeder. He was the next guy up from last year. Right. Um, so he, he's gonna get his shots. It's fine. Bledsoe scares the crap out of me. Like you said, with, with the Suns holding, he just tweeted the other day <laughs> he that he out. didn't want to be here. You know, who knows what that it was actually for? Right. I would assume it was the Suns, and yeah. then everything blew up, and the coaches got fired. So it's ironic that the the one point guard that they decided to keep um, of the three, Isaiah Thomas, Goran Dragic, and then Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe is the one that wants out. Yeah, you know, I yeah. just find it interesting. And they also right. have Brandon Knight too. Uh, who's been out for the season with that ACL? So, I, yeah, Bledsoe just scares. You. I can't. Nope. I can't do that tonight. Not nope. not when not until the dust settles here a little bit and we see what the new coach, There's the interim way too coach, many does. Other point guard options that you are right around that price tag. He actually being a little bit more more expensive than a couple guys that we mentioned. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he's a little cheaper. But still, I would rather use guys like Lowry in that than Bledsoe. I am I am absolutely in agreement with you. I'm staying away right. from that. Right. Uh, you know, opinions of the optimizer overall. I think that it stars and scrubs and. Maybe it's a contrarian play on my part. Maybe I just want to try something different. I actually avoided that approach altogether, and we'll go over that with our lineups a little bit here. I think that's a great transition point overall. Uh, let's start first with the guy that we're both on board with, and I like this quite a bit. Uh, we foreshadowed it a little bit. Steph Curry is in your lineup. Steph Curry's in my lineup. 9,200 for him. 
I think this is a really good chance for him to go above and beyond that price tag. Yeah, this is what I was talking about with like the price has to be right in this matchup for me. Um, Whatever, you know, if I'm playing him, I'm afraid of the blowout. But if the price is so nice that I can't not go for it, I'm going right. like Curry's that guy. Like I don't like Durant or Durant at that you know upper in the ten thousands. But Curry's only ninety two hundred. Like that's a great great price for him for a guy who can put up you know 70 Fanduel points on he got him. ejected from the game against the the grizzlies on saturday he had 46.7 Fanduel points in that game he scored 37 points overall again grizzlies good defensive team mike conley knows what he's doing on defense and curry had his way then he had the pelicans 28 points and that was 42 points overall for Fanduel at 9200 i think that's one of the better values overall on the slate i'm not i mean we talked about delaney we have them both in our lineup too yeah yep. that's if schroeder's out I really think Steph Curry at 9,200 is fantastic value, even more so than John Wall, who I also like. Yeah, yeah. And it's just J.J. Barea. Like, if Dennis Smith sits out, it's going to be like J.J. Barea guarding him or, or Yogi no Ferrell. Like, there's, he's going to handle him. No real chance. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have uh, Malcolm Delaney and Steph Curry in our lineups. But that's kind of where it ends for similarities here. You have a, an intriguing group of under 5,000 shooting guards, Kent Bazemore and Tyreek Evans. Bazemore being 4,800 and Evans 4,600. They're going against the Heat and Rockets, respectively. What are your thoughts on using those two under 5,000 guys? Yeah, Bazemore, I mean, we said it before that someone's got to get the score. Like, someone's got to score with Schroeder out. Um, it's He's going to be one of the top options there. I think he's had just over 20 FanDuel points the last few games, so nothing spectacular. Um, but, yeah, again, with no, with no Schroeder, it's it's you know going to be his ball. Um, Tyreek Evans, couple solid games so far. Um, his min- minutes have been a little sketchy in the in the you know low twenties. Um, that's definitely concerning, you know. But the Grizzlies still don't have Macklemore, Seldon, um, Andrew Harrison hasn't been all too effective. At, you know, the starting right. lineup at shooting guard. So I'm hoping they kind of turn more towards Evans in, in this game, and I, I like that price. So. I like the Bazemore play. I'm not so much high in the Evans play, but I understand being the Rockets what they are. You can generally target them and see what you like. I'm going with Devin Booker uh, at 7,200, the guy that could, he could score so much. I know the Suns are really self-combusting, no pun intended with their name, but I think that there's there's a lot of value with that at 7,200. I, I wanted a piece of that Suns-Kings game. I didn't know where to go necessarily because I like different power forward options, and that's where I would normally target whether it be the Kings or really the Suns too. So Devin Booker at 7,200, given I think how high that game is going to be score-wise, like that quite a bit. And then Jeremy Lamb, definitely priced more appropriately now at 5,500. I still think that he gets enough run to make some value. Uh, again, looking at five times value, it's pretty easy for me to assume Lamb, who Hornets don't really have that many big scores, is going to be able to get about 25, 30 Fanduel points, especially against the Bucks, who are do okay, but it's not like Giannis is going to be covering Lamb. It's probably going to be something like Brogdon. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Jeremy Lamb at that price. So to me, it was it was pretty easy to get those mid-tier guys, and it's going to be a continuing trend that I'm looking at, especially for a double-up kind of lineup. I think this is going to work. Um, moving over to the small forward spot, Josh Jackson you're rolling with as the optimizer play of the week, uh, it feels like. And then Tobias Harris, I think, is an interesting name. 6,800 going against the 76ers. What's your thoughts on Tobias Harris? He's just been one of the few like surprises this year. He's, he's had a few monster games, he had two, I think, 40 FanDuel point nights already or plus. Um, so I think at 6,800, that's still such like a reasonable price for, mm-hmm. for how well he's playing that I love that upside there. So I think um, plenty of value for him. Um, and then with Jackson, it's this is it scares you, me a you little had to bit. Get a piece of the Kings Suns game. We discussed right. that. I think that's okay. I think that there has to be time where they let the 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 training wheels off Jackson, so to speak. I'm just not sure it's a yet. I don't know if it's a yet. I think it, it's just, the thing is they they fire their coach. Everything is going downhill. You know, all their 
you know, we got Bledsoe saying he doesn't want to be with the team anymore. And I just think why not if you're already, you know, kind of in a dumpster fire type of type of deal here, why not just turn to the number four overall pick in the, you know, this last draft, like give him as much minutes as possible, let him develop. Um, If everything is going, you know, haywire here you just give it to your young guy and, and see what he can do i agree with that thought process i just don't agree with it in game three right this is an 82 oh, game fair. season yeah. i just don't think it's going to happen yet maybe maybe even game 12 maybe in game 15 i just don't think game three and that's where we differ so i have dylan brooks who i think you talked about tobias harris as a guy that's one of the most surprising dylan brooks coming off the bench for the grizzlies and end up doing really well he's the guy that's benefited a lot from Jamichael green's injury and i think that brooks is a as a candidate both for season long and DFS purposes to be one that you can use, especially when he's at his forty four hundred price tag, what he's at right now. He doesn't have to score that much if he's getting thirty minutes a night, which is what he's been averaging. I think Dylan Brooks is a fantastic play at forty four hundred. And then I'm looking at Kelly Kelly Ubre, who you kind of were on last Wednesday when we were talking. Going against the Nuggets, I think that's going to be a high scoring affair. I, I, the Wizards Nuggets, that's that's there's going to be something there. So at fifty three hundred, I like Ubre quite a bit. Again. I'm looking at targeting mid-tier value guys, maybe some higher price guys if it works, but um, looking at the matchups and then who works out, Ubre is a guy that I thought in a tough, small forward slate with Leonard gone is one that we can use. Yeah, I have no gripes there with either of those guys, really, Ubre. Yeah, like you said, no Morris. He's going to probably start again, I think. That's yeah. what he did last mm-hmm. game. Um, he's played pretty well. And then Dylan Brooks, you're right about that being <laughs> coming out of nowhere. Right. Second, Second round, round pick. pick. Yeah, out of Oregon. The um, Grizzlies always seem to have those players. I don't know how... If you yeah, I think Jermichael Green originally was undrafted. Yeah, and they just seem to... And I love I love the Grizzlies, the tenacity that they have, the, the culture that they've built there. They always seem to develop second round picks or late first rounders that end up doing way more than production-wise. Dylan Brooks, another one of those guys. Again, at 4,400. If it was 5,500, it's a different question right he's coming off the bench yeah and he had 44 points the first fan like fandal points in the Mm -hmm. first night and then 18 in the second so there's definitely a huge drop off there but i mean that's 4400 that's not horrible still even if give give me that for i mean you're looking at what you know 20 25 fandal points i think he can get that he's probably not doing what he did week uh game one numbers but i think against the rockets he should be able to do just fine and it looks like he's combined for three blocks and five steals in and Fandle changed their rules this year. It's three points for steals and three points for blocks when last year was two. So, I mean, that's that only helps. It's fantastic. When the cross-category cross production, we love it. Uh, we've discussed it quite a bit. You're on the Giannis train for that power forward spot at 12200 The price scares me. The matchup does not. Serge Ibaka is your other guy. We talked about how he might be playing more center, especially with Valentinus out. Um, at 6200 going against the Spurs, I think that's, that's not a bad matchup. On my end, Ben Simmons, 8000 against the Pistons. Ben Simmons has had multiple 40-point FanDuel games already. Like, uh, he, he has exploded onto the scene. I know the 76ers are still kind of grinding into gear a little bit, but Ben Simmons has been everything in advertised. And then on the other side, LaMarcus Aldridge, he did fantastic when I recommended him on Wednesday. With Kawhi Leonard out, the Spurs identity seems to be Aldridge. He's bumped up nearly 2,000 points from when we last talked. I still think 8,800 for a power forward that is likely to get around 40 to 45 Fandle points is fantastic value. Going against the Raptors and, you know, whatever mash unit they can get out there to cover him. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. I think Simmons, I, I would love to have Simmons in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't fit him in there. But the dude, the multi, like if we're talking multi-category type of people, Simmons is that guy. He does everything. He hasn't even exploded for points yet either. That's, right, that's right. the thing. It's been a lot of rebounds, been a lot of assists. You're seeing some steals, some blocks too. Yeah. Again, He's not, the king of the multi-category. He's going to he's gonna be a guy that I love to watch. I, I'm always on Trevor Ariza because I think that he provides a little bit of scoring, a little bit of rebounds, a little bit of assists, and some blocks. 
Ben Simmons is kind of like a steroid version of Ariza, it feels like. Right. No, I agree. And this is only – this is two games, two, three games in. Um, this guy, it's, this is his rookie season, technically. Yeah. So, like, he's only going to get better. Exactly. And, and, you know, last point here with the centers. Um, we talked about how we both want to pay up for it. And we did, and we went with different options here. I, I talked about how I'm a little worried about Jokic, but – uh, the Wizards have allowed the most FanDuel points to centers overall. Again, three games into the season. It, it, a little bit, 8,600. I think that you can work with that, especially how he normally is the focal point of the offense. I think that's different this year, at right. least right now. Yeah. Um, but he normally is, and I think that the potential is there. And then I have Andre Drummond, 8,300. He's actually making free throws. <laughs> I know. That's fantastic. coming out of nowhere. He's making free throws. So right. 8,300, a uh, guy that's going to get a lot of rebounds, even with Joel Embiid playing. I think both guys are pretty serviceable for center spot. Yeah, I think with Jokic, you mentioned the big thing there was the price. I just couldn't not love the $8,600 price when he was in the 10000 thousands for much year. of last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of times, Fanduel is about catching those guys that are, you know, Drop, their price dropped because they've been you know struggling for a little bit and you got to get them catch them right when they're mm-hmm. you know peaking um so i think Jokic could have a, a nice little bounce back game here and and finally have one of those games that we've come accustomed to he's one of the best you know passing big men in the game he doesn't have a better matchup that's for certain i'm a little worried i think that they're trying to figure out their identity the nuggets being this year especially when they added paul Millsap. they have a lot of guys that are similar skill sets that i just they need to figure it out. And I'm not sure they're going to figure it out yet, but you are right in the sense that Jokic was a 10,000 price guy and a deservedly so 10,000 yeah, right. price guy for most of last year. I think that he'll get to that point. I'm not sure I'm ready to bet on that just yet, but again, doesn't have a, couldn't have a better matchup than this. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, a couple notes before we sign off. If you enjoyed this DFS podcast, please feel free to leave a rating or review on iTunes or uh, Stitcher. It does a great job. We love the compliments, especially Ben. He he likes to read them and just... I like to I, boost I see, my ego a little he bit. He gets teary-eyed. He has a desk <laughs> right next to me. He gets teary-eyed over there when he reads all the happy stuff that you guys send over. So <laughs> definitely continue to please do that. Uh, and of course, again, this podcast is sponsored by FanDuel. But seriously, FanDuel is a fantastic DFS uh, site. I love of the clean and easy access going with it. To me, it just makes things easy. I mean, we talk about the, the FanDuel stuff for NBA. I like it on D, uh, NFL, too. It just, to me, it's a great site, uh, and I like keep using it. Right. No, FanDuel's the best. You, you can't get better than that. A free six-month WorldWire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker. A little cross-category sports stuff going on if you uh, put your first deposit on FanDuel today. Um, has over one million in cash prizes. They have a we have a ton of NFL DFS podcasts out there. I just finished mine up with Joe Pisapia. Um, great listen, yeah, great. it is a great <laughs> listen. I've listened. The self promotion, sorry, same, shameless plug going on again. Uh, but yeah, I just finished it up. Um, does a great job with uh, John McKechnie too, who's our college football and NFL guy. Uh, they do the Friday NFL podcast too. But FanDuel is great. We love them quite a bit. Again, you get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker. Uh, with your first deposit on FanDuel, void where prohibited. That does it for us on the NBA DFS portion of this podcast. Again, sponsored by FanDuel. Of course, Ben, where can the people follow you at on Twitter? You can give me at Ben Man Doing Work. Still the best Twitter handle at Rotoware. And you can follow me, Joe Bartle, at JB Fantasy Sports. That does it for us. We'll be back again Wednesday to talk more NBA hoops, DFS style. Peace out.